The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you by our favorite new snack, Skinny Dipped, the chocolate-covered almond reinvented. Go to skinnydip.com and use promo code SORETRO for 20% off your first order. Welcome to That's So Retrograde. It's like every time we come back, I feel like we've been gone for so long. But we actually haven't. I know. We did a Thursday release. Mm -hmm. That's So Retrograde. It's supposed to be on on Wednesdays. That's cool. (laughs) Our bonus episodes, we love them to come out on Fridays. We're just going to come out on a Tuesday. Hey. Or maybe a Monday. Who knows? Sometimes retrogrades move things around. And we're all just here. We're in the flow. We're nothing if not on brand. We're letting it happen. Okay. We're imperfectly perfect. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hello, I'm Stephanie Simbari. Lovely to be here today on this beautiful Monday. Lovely. Cramps Mars of Clarin. Bye, bye, bye. Sorry about that. That's okay. But that full moon period. Sorry. Part of it. I'm jealous. You just said it with such a smugness. So sassy. Not into oh, it. Wow. Sorry. Wow. You know I've given up because you you can know how I'm feeling and my mood based on if I'm wearing my vintage Indigo Girls t-shirt or not. Is that your period t-shirt? This is my period t-shirt. <laughs> this is my I love this. This makes me happy when skies are gray. Mm-hmm. It's comfortable. I feel very bloated. So it's just like helping me to DGAF. You're just a human, honey. I finally paired it with a nice pair of cropped uh, workout pants. Mm-hmm. Interesting an, length of those I pants. I know. They're an interesting length. But you know what? <laughs> That's my least favorite length of pants. <laughs> I'm just like, Same. why'd you stop on that part of my leg? You know what? It's because I just don't care. <laughs> I, fall, I get it. Full on. I'm wearing a ponytail. Like, I mean, it's all. It's working. It's just happening. Yeah. Well, look, we have a great episode here today. You so really I hope that do. lifts your spirits. I'm so excited about this episode. We have uh, a t- two interviews, which is which are going to be. I can't, I, can't, I can't talk. Hello. We have two it's interviews. It's okay. Talking's just like. Only a small part of doing a podcast. Not like what that's what we're here to do. <laughs> um, we have two interviews today, which are really exciting because they're with two, f- three actually friends of ours. Yes. Um, so the vision yeah. of this really came from, as if you remember from our from August first, we did a live show at Dynasty Typewriter. Mm-hmm. It was a retrograde extravaganza. And this was supposed to be an anecdotal episode to that. Like a sister. Yeah. A sister episode. Where you like peel back the curtain and get to know the the rest of the people that were on the show. In studio. However. Retrogrades happen. And we lost track of time and And space. And (laughs) scheduling just doesn't always work out the way you initially attended to. But you know what? You just got to roll with it. I think it still stands and it's still wonderful. It stands up. So we have Julie Goldman and her writing partner slash podcast partner slash BFF Brandy Howard mm-hmm. are joining us and we'll get into all of that in a little bit and then we have Conway Kasha Conway who does she go by Conway yeah okay. she does okay so her like stage name is Conway yeah um beautiful first name Kasha mm-hmm. so she uh opened our show mm-hmm. did a phenomenal job an amazing rendition of the That's a Retrograde theme. And we're going to sit down with her also in a little bit. So to then kind of tie all of this together, mm-hmm. we thought, why not give some roses at the top of the show? 
in the form of some political and music recommendations. Because we're going to talk to Julian Brandy about their politically focused podcast, Dumb Gay Politics. And we're going to talk with Kasha about her life in the music industry and her new project. So, so it's perfect. It's, you know, it all comes together in a beautiful bouquet. Okay, well, I'll kick it off with Please a recommendation. Do. Uh, okay. For watching. For watching. Are we watching Who is America, the Sasha Baron Cohen show? We are. We are. Okay, good. Because every time I ask that question, people are like, I've been meaning to. Well, I firmly believe that um, a lot of the marketing budget for this had to go to legal for them. Yeah, I actually heard that that's a fact <laughs> that like they, the budget for the show is actually not very high. But because everyone they know everyone's going to sue him once they watch the show, they have to like reserve a bunch of cash. There's like a poster. To put out fire. To put out all the fire. <laughs> On an abandoned building. And yeah. they're like, hope you catch it. But it's fucking incredible. I mean, it's disgusting. Don't get me wrong. It's truly horrific the level of ignorance and uh the 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 degree of how gullible some of these people are and also how fucking thirsty they are to just be heard when they're not saying anything productive at all it really shines a painful spotlight on on the ickiness that is sort of the baseline of a lot of the political conversations and cultural conversations as well however i believe that it's so important and though cringy sometimes funny it's important to watch also really fun characters i mean the, the characters are he's so a fun. talent he's i worship the ground that he fucking walks on and um you know i taught him yoga once and he was the only one paying attention and i really really appreciate that and bonus points for injecting a slade smiley and a gretchen rossi into an episode don't know who those people that's are. a real housewives reference oh oh yeah okay i just watched that episode yeah. where he's like trying to fuck her and it's really funny it's the character work alone is worth watching for <laughs> but you will watch and you won't laugh you'll be like oh my god i can't believe this is what i'm watching but you'll yeah. be invigorated it's like an evolved borat yeah it's like a very pointed Borat mm -hmm. with five or six or seven different exactly. characters. Oh my god, the one I just watched this morning, he, the, he has that like NPR character. Yeah. Oh, like the super, super liberal like He's woke like, guy. Oh, I'm a cis male and for that I apologize. <laughs> yeah. So funny. He had like empathy birthing he had like empathy birthing classes where he like punks like the guy who runs the center and had this woman pull a baby doll Ooh. out of his asshole okay all right <laughs> it's the and then she gets the head stuck in there and she comes back with wd-40 and the guy's just like <laughs> you gotta watch it no it's really 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 great it's uncomfortable <laughs> but it's great so that's my watching rec my, for, for the politically mindful my political watching rec is a documentary that I happened upon a Netflix that came out in 2017, and I've been sleeping on it. It's called Get Me Roger Stone. Mm. Admittedly, Get I, Me Roger Stone. I had no idea who Roger Stone was. Me either. I just said that. Um, he is a strategist and a lobbyist who began his involvement in the Republican Party during the Nixon era, and had a major, major role in the messaging in the Trump campaign. Mm. And he's been involved in politics. Um, for a very long time and what this documentary did for me aside from it being extremely entertaining um and inter an interesting watch it, it sheds such a deeper layer as to how we got to where we are mm. um a lot of the reason why trump has taken the approach he does with the media is revealed um it's very much in this way of Roger Stone and how he not he, his real name how he himself <laughs> experienced scandal and as 
you know, not to give anything away, which I'm not, but I think because of the scandal in his own political career, he kind of was like, well, I guess I'm on the dark side now. Hand raised, yes. Any relation to Emma Stone? I hope not. (laughs) But it's really interesting. And sometimes when you have information, although it doesn't excuse what's happening right now, it it provides insight and then you can kind of rest a little bit easier with it. So uh, great watch. Highly recommend. It's on Netflix. Love that. Then my other thing is, oh, I hosted a benefit for this organization that is so fucking cool. Uh, They're called Build On. And um, I worked with one of their teams called Cali, that their name is Cali from Malawi, and it's just this group of artists um, who are also activists. And Build On is an organization that tr- uh, targets uh, education in developing countries. And so for this particular thing, we had to raise money for a school in Malawi and then also adult literacy program in Malawi. And then So Madonna. I know. I know. I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> um, and then also they uh, are working on after school programs in uh, inner cities in California and I think across the United States but this one particularly was for Oakland so check out buildon.org it's so awesome and um, it was just so fun to be a part of something with people that I'd never met before that were so sweet and so conscious like I walked into this room at the first meeting and I was just like wait I don't know any of you like I've lived in LA for 10 years and you're all like good people I was just like revived by the community any potential dates Mm, no Uh uh-uh I like a man that does charity work I know I do like that no I I was I was like feeling like maybe um that would happen but you know it's not all doing it for the dick, Elizabeth. Sometimes you just do things because you're a good person. I guess. <laughs> but maybe if one of the charity boys has a boy I mean, for you. Look. If, I'm just out here on these streets. If they want to, out of the goodness of their heart. Searching for D for my BFF, okay? Yeah, that's really sweet. Um, I was hoping that would happen, but it didn't. Okay, so, but hey, on. we built some schools. But hey, it's the kids, all good. Right? That's buildon.org. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that you did that. Okay, so a book that I've been listening to that is uh, wonderful: "Healing the Soul of America" by the great and powerful Marianne Williamson, best-selling author, uh, metaphysicist, disciple of the teachings of A Course in Miracles. She wrote this book twenty years ago, mm. and she very simply unpacks how we can do just that heal the the cracks that are in our democracy and um it's a wonderful book i'm sure it's a great read i personally marianne has one of my favorite speaking voices so i highly recommend the audible version it offers a bit of hope and practical application to how we can move forward and uh make america something what what was gonna happen there i don't know that was anyways moving on moving on i've got a musical recommendation two things number one um jill scott come through thank you for existing love her i lost track of you for a while there and now i'm back with your 2015 album woman and it is fucking giving me life i listen to it all day, every day. I love Jill Scott. My favorite song on the album is Prepared right now. And then also Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer, Holy Shit, 
masterpiece. Thank you very much. Also, Ooh. who's listening to Sweetener? Hand raise. Ah. What's your favorite song on the album? Breathe in. My favorite is Sweetener. Okay. I love it. I gotta, I gotta, I mean, I still have to do many more listens. And might I say, for also bop friendly, maybe unpopular opinion, I don't know. Nicki Minaj's album Queen is phenomenal. It's so fun. I mean, I'll give it a listen. The kids on the internet are hating, but like, what are the kids on the internet not hating? I like Chun Li. Then if you like that song, you'll love my two other favorites are Sir, okay, Ganja Burns, oh, and also LLC. Okay, I'll listen to it. Get involved, sure. And also for those of you who watched the television show Pose, mm-hmm. so good. Mm. Check out the complete soundtrack from the movie. You can like search it on Spotify. I think someone just like put together a list mm, from the movie or from the or, show. I'm sorry, from the television show. It feels like a movie. Okay, you know Ryan Murphy. I know, it's very cinematic. Yeah. So um, that's really fun too. So those are some political. Some Oh, one more thing. Another doc, really quickly. I had the pleasure of checking out a documentary that has yet to come out that Ricky Lake did with her partner that did Business of Being Born. Um, Ricky produced it. This woman directed it. I can't think of her name right now. It's called Weed the People. It is about families who are stricken with pediatric cancer and how they use cannabis to uh as a healing modality Mm. it's very important i believe that this movie will change legislation in the united states it's coming out for 20 2019 on netflix i believe a limited release hopefully before that in select theaters you guys have to see this movie and let's just manifest destiny right now ricky lake sitting right here it's gonna happen mama so there we go okay so that's our politically minded musical rex for you to enjoy Watching Rex. To blend um, with this amazing episode that we have. Um, but first, before you listen, there's nothing better than a listen and a snack. Ooh, you guys, we have a snack wreck that just came in perfectly timed for this episode for you to sit down, put your feet up, and get your dose of sugar and protein. Might we recommend the newest partner for That's So Retrograde, mm. Skinny Dipped Almonds. They're pretty fabulous. As you know, I have to limit my almond intake. I've been really open about that. I found out I have a sensitivity. I will say, when I am having an almond, I sneak these because they're wow, so good. Really the espresso chocolate dipped ones are, they're like this thin layer. It's almost like a dusting. It's like a, exactly. Like so a it's not dusting. like a sugary, intense almond chocolate treat. It's like the perfect balance mm. of an almond chocolate treat. And one serving of skinny dipped almonds has less sugar than an apple and more protein than a typical fruit and nut bar. So you're really just entering a win-win situation. It's a woman-owned and operated business founded by a mom and daughter and two of her best friends. So what's better than that? There's no GMOs and that's certified. They're ethically sourcing their chocolate. There's no artificial flavors or sweeteners. They're gluten-free. I mean, you guys, this is just like an angelic candy. And if Oh, it's not really a candy. It's like a protein snack. It's just, it's in the candy aisle. But I feel aisle. like calling it a candy is helpful because it makes it like an indulgence that you don't have to feel bad exactly. about. Exactly. It's in the candy aisle, but it's actually more of like in the health food category. Mm-hmm. It's very mindfully crafted, let's just say. And they recommend something that I think is so cute, which is to chop it up and put it on a fruit salad or in a yogurt smoothie bowl. Ooh. Like a chopped almond accoutrement. I saw online that they Here made little it. like thumbprint cookies and like put 
the almond oh, inside. I, I was very into that as well. Yum. Um, we f- if we were not um, as well-mannered, we'd probably be snacking on them while recording. If but- I wasn't recording with Elizabeth, <laughs> you guys would have all my mouth noises. Ah. <laughs> uh, so head on to skinnydipped.com. That's S-K-I-N-N-Y dipped. Dot com. Spell dipped. D-I-P-P-E-D. <laughs> I know I was trying. I was like, I've already halfway and then no, I stopped. Commit. It was weird. I need to commit. Skinnydip.com. Promo code so retro for 20% off your order. That's it, guys. Namaste snacking. Namaste snacking. All right. So we've got our friends. Okay. Julie and Brandy, Julie Goldman and Brandy Howard, who are just lights. A duo for the ages. They first came into our lives personally. You you knew who they were from television. No, I didn't. didn't. Okay. No, no, no. So they first came into our lives when I uh, was in a little-known reality show called Funny Girls. I'm sure you guys have heard us talk about it. Or maybe you were fans. <laughs> maybe you've streamed them on iTunes. But don't buy them because I don't get a dollar from that. <laughs> uh, not in my non-union contract. Thank you so much, guys. Anyways, <laughs> um, they were like writers technically storyboard story editors, guiders but slash they literally were just like the energy and the love that i personally needed to get through making that show without their support and their guidance and their inspiration i would have fucking fully combusted and then we all became friends and then i was like wait i'm obsessed with you guys you're so funny here's my best friend here's my brother <laughs> and then they all Let's found all out, out that they loved Vanderpump Rules and the Housewives and then I was like I'm gonna go <laughs> and then we became we, then we went through like a six month period where we would always hang out at Pump and um, Sir and we would get pictures with all the Vanderpump people it became like this fun thing because Brandy and Julie for a while were on the now defunct show called People's Couch in which they just sat and watched Bravo shows and made funny comments which you probably know them from exactly so we had this like funny I remember funny... the first time I posted on my Instagram a picture of them all my friends from New York were like oh my god Brandy and Julie you know that yeah that show like, had yes. a huge following yeah. and then we but so it was funny because they kind of had this like we're also on Bravo so we don't feel weird getting a picture with you thing yeah and then it evolved to them doing the Vanderpump Rules after show which was a whole other thing and then as their souls evolved and their ability to um not they, I think they just like stopped caring so much about what was happening with popular culture and really shifted their focus into what was happening with politics, which is now how they've created this incredible podcast, um, Dumb Gay Politics, which Brandy and Julie basically break down what's going on. For the layman. For the layman. Exactly. Well said. Mm-hmm. So um, they're joining us. They're filling us in on basically things that are happening now in our political climate that have flown over our heads. And I will say that since we recorded this episode, things have happened, which I feel like they need to be here to explain that as well. (laughs) But what I love about this episode, even though it is not really evergreen, is that they provide context for things that have been big conversations that I've just kind of been like glazing over the minutia and been like, oh, something's happening with Russia, but not really knowing like the details. Yes. And the way that they talk about makes me fully understand they're like it. taking the people's couch approach to dc yeah and i love it so we hope you guys love and enjoy this episode and, and conversation as much as we do to their podcast yeah dumb gay politics take it away luckily you guys are pivoting have pivoted your shit talking expertise into <laughs> focusing on what's going on with the government mm-hmm. in your <laughs> hilarious podcast mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying this because we're friends <laughs> i so really much. think it's so <laughs> funny oh, dumb so gay much. politics 
Thank you. What's the inspiration behind that? <laughs> so People's Couch was, um, we kind of heard that People's Couch was probably not going to come back, um, but we weren't allowed to say. That was another like sort of an asinine move by them. It was like, oh, we're, we've let you know that you're not coming back, but now you all have to pretend that you still are to all now the fans. Now it's your problem. Yeah. So all the people on Twitter and People's Couch had a huge, huge social media following. I'm not like big on social media, but yeah, it feels like shit being like, yeah, fall <laughs> yeah, I don't know I mean like why so we can protect your ass bro? and yeah. they still never actually fi- canceled it people yeah. still come up and ask us yeah so we and the the election was happening and like a lot of um other people on people's couch were like super super hardcore into the election on social media oh, yeah but we had been doing tons of people's podcasts like tons 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 and I guess I don't I mean wait we were, you guys have done other people's podcasts <laughs> get out of here we were on um a podcast for like five years called gayest of all time first it was called gay pimpin with johnny mcgovern so we were like on that and so finally i don't remember exactly it was like we just said fuck it and julie yeah. did not want to talk she was not going to talk about kardashians she was not going to talk <laughs> pop culture she was done talking tv honey we had done that and gotten paid mm-hmm. and there was only well, politics it seemed like her. it was saturated and <laughs> a lot of people were talking about it and yeah we yeah it was time to do something different yeah and it seemed like the that politics was uh Exciting at he the time. He wasn't elected yet. No, he wasn't elected right. yet. But just wow. the fact that he was there was exciting. Right. And I like politics. Yeah. And Brandy doesn't, so I kind of forced her into it. But so that's um, why it's called dumb gay politics. Because at first, I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, this is so dumb because it was probably like October. I'm like, she's gonna get elected and no one's gonna listen. Like, this is so dumb. Why would we start this now? It's interesting during the election. Then when she's president, everyone's gonna be like, okay, cool. Back to like like Obama's president. Right. And so we were like trying to get it started and i was just like okay i'll do it but i'm just gonna have you just tell me shit because i can't like i don't care i don't know i'm like who's carl rove like who is vice president like with george bush like i don't give a fuck like i don't know any of that stuff and yeah. i don't care i thought the holocaust was in the 1800s and i'm not lying <laughs> i straight up straight You're up so stupid. swear to god swear to god swear i'm not lying brandy I come swear on to you. julie it's did you true. not go to yeah. elementary school just, I, just I didn't, didn't. I didn't listen. Yeah. Oh it's my okay. god. She knows now. The she knows now. We've got she a golden in here. So she knows now. Good. Believe me, she knows every Jewish thing there ever <laughs> yeah. was and ever is. And that's so yeah. funny. So yeah. it started. With, <laughs> she was just going to teach me, and I was going to just be passive. And it was I was the dumb, and she was the gay. But then it just just can't work like that. No. So now no. it's news has become my new bravo and yeah i mean I, i'm so I proud of you you're so grown up <laughs> i know <laughs> brandy wow. is very informed i mean she's like the head fucking executive producer <laughs> and like I the head love writer how you guys break it down though because you do sp- it you're speaking to the audience who doesn't, doesn't pay care. attention right every time i'll tell julie like we can't just say like no shorthand like we can't just say like the Mueller investigation or like Anthony Scaramucci because people don't remember the mooch yeah I think the other so thing many is we interviewed him no you <laughs> didn't it. yes what we fucking interviewed him and what happened He's it was amazing. great <laughs> does he does he give good amazing. interview he does give good interview amazing yeah I could He's, see that I'm my jaws on the fucking yeah. floor <laughs> I told him he probably like banged a thousand people and how does he get along with my pants <laughs> and what did he say he was like yeah, I mean, he <laughs> he, yeah, like, he no, didn't he, deny it. He didn't he deny liked it. it. He loved it. Stop. He didn't deny it. You got to hear that one. It's yeah. good. Um, what is good. what so episode great. number is that? We need to tune it's, in immediately. It's only a few back. It's called The Mooch is a Mensch. And he was <gasps> retweeting. I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, he was great. He's a nice guy who like just wants everyone to like him. 
I mean, God, at the end of the day, more than most people. The girl that does my hair was like, I don't even know who that is. And yeah. I was like, okay, well then you. Should oh well, listen. I I tune in to people when they're characters. Like I watch that. the view. Yes, that, oh. and well, that's how we Good. even got to talk to him because I saw him on a plane. Yeah. And no, I. I think he's a character and I enjoy watching him. I don't have a problem with him. I don't. Well, we loved because he said Steve Bannon sucked yeah, his own Steve dick. Yeah, Steve Bannon sucked his own dick and he's yeah. the kind of like, obviously he's like a two-faced or whatever and he's, you know, what I just don't care. But what I, was I, his... like him. So I saw him on the plane and I was like, hey man, I I like watching you. I like you. And he was like, what? He's and like, nobody like, likes me. Like, yeah, he <laughs> like, and he was like, you, wait, why? And I was like, I don't know, because you're fun. You're fun to watch and you're, I just think you got you're, a nickname? And you're at the, yeah, and you're it. the mooch and it's just, I like it. And he's like, God damn! And so then he came out, he shook my hand, and he was like, thanks, wow, I just never thought someone like you would talk to someone like me. I was like, no big Les ever comes up to you in the plane and just says that they like you? He's like, no. And then, um... She we went just, back to her seat and texted me and was like, yeah. oh my fucking God, the mooch is up in first class. And I was like, did you ask him to come on the podcast? She's like, no. And I was like, follow him on Twitter right now and DM him. And she DM'd him. She slid into his DMs from coach, bitch. And, <laughs> and before they even landed. And before he was, we even he took was, off. He was already, even, already on the podcast. Like, yeah. he had Shut already the signed, fuck yeah. up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, I was like, hey, it's me, Julie, the lesbian who talked to you five minutes ago. <laughs> remember me? And he's like, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what was his everything. like end goal like why was he even there though his end goal i think is that he wants particularly he wants people to know that he's like um culturally liberal and he has he does have an affinity for like lgbt shit like he has a interesting he want he works like with rob reiner and he's 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 got a thing where he feels misunderstood and, and also he wants a dialogue where people aren't yes like where people disagree Yelling but they're not and, screaming or right. they're not like mortal enemies right and he, and he was like that he I was mean, like we that. disagreed with him like on stuff and mm-hmm. we had to like push back and be like yeah you know and he he was we cool were about able it. to just because we weren't ever going to come for him and we had to tell our like right. listeners like don't expect i don't know what you think this is but we're right. not trying to fucking like because we were trying to do a segment called julie's on her period and wants to fight with somebody Hilarious. and i'm <laughs> dying to get in a fight with someone however we've tried it twice and they people just at the end of the day, when you start talking to someone, you just, you know, you start, you, you start talking They're to someone. They're a human and you feel, being. Right. So you don't, people feel... That, like, you that know. anger and animosity comes from social media. When you're in person, yeah, usually, sure. you end up trying to connect and right. find a yeah, common ground. Find, right. And listen... But on social media, no one does. And right. It gets like gross and dark and trolly. And, right. No, know. we could get someone who's like, who... Actually a monster. Who, well, I mean, yeah, we could. And I would love like a pro-life, like... You know, just gay hating gun toting hunter. Give it, bring, bring it on. We could start out nice, and I'm sure it'll end up in a fight. Right. You know what I mean? But I don't mind. I'm not opposed to that kind of um, confrontational dialogue uh, with someone I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't. I have no problem with that. I like it, and I don't feel offended. I'm not personally wounded by that. Some people are. Right. So, we have like young girl, like girls listeners who will have like one of her one of them their boyfriend was like they're just idiots like hear her listening and it's called idiots he called in no couldn't even couldn't even go like he like, yeah, yeah, trying like, to do right, a hey, segment yeah. why are we idiots yeah, yeah. let's he, go and he was like Bleh. yeah he was like no i don't know just listening. Like, I, just, I, just I just said that i didn't mean it. Mean it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man i was wow. like oh, great all right Such well life right? so you know and we do try and bring some kind of brandy's very m- way more rational than me and um, and moderate and middle moderate middle and i'm not but i've gotten i've changed i think from yeah. having these what do you mean by moderate and middle i mean i i started way more in the middle when you know 
when he got elected i was like obviously i was like oh god and i mean i love <laughs> obama so for me um i said i've said this a million times but you know i would just like i like really 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 look up to obama i don't love obama like yeah that's my boo i'm like hot for him i think that's dumb <laughs> like i look to him like a role model and like like a mentor and i like a father figure to this country and i like really loved him so while he was there i was happy to just like take care of it dad i'm gonna go do so some many people <laughs> can relate to that yeah so then when the election started happening i just didn't care i honestly didn't like my my guy was leaving and i never ever thought trump would win and i never liked hillary clinton i don't like bill clinton i never did and um but I certainly voted for Hillary Clinton. But when it was Hillary and Obama and they were in the primaries, were you guys even old enough to vote then? Yes. yes. Okay. I voted for John Kerry, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when they were in the primaries, I voted for Obama. And I got like from people saying like, how could you vote for the man and not the girl, you know, the woman or whatever. So I just, I, I did vote for Hillary, but I just shut down. And I knew that like a lot of the country, once he got elected, I realized, oh, a lot of people just didn't bother. Yeah. And that's what fucked everyone. Right. But I started once he got elected. It was like, Julie, we were together. We were in Mexico. And she sat in the hotel bed and was crying. <laughs> and I felt bad for her. Um, but I was like, OK, I'm just going to try and like. I just want to say that um, <laughs> the tears are not because I'm a big Hillary fan. Right. The tears are because um, the sadness and that I felt about the, the country. people who live in this country. Yeah brought me to tears yeah like i uh found found that trump winning that and seeing those people and just all of that was so in like profoundly sad to me yeah that i couldn't yeah i just well, i'm not cried. making fun of you no i know but yeah. some people are like I no, yeah. you're not no, like i'm not. person with that i was working on a show at that time and the host had the exact same reaction he was a gay black 22 year old with lesbian moms from the south and i think when Trump got elected he just freaked the fuck out mm -hmm. because it represented so much like regression of progress and yeah, so much right. it was immediate fear then there was like Mike Pence and there was just so much yeah. that like fully came through yeah. so like the emotion of that was so real but how are we now like where well, are you guys we? had like Sarah Silverman on I remember because everybody was so depressed everybody was so um, yeah, but no, literally we, we are on the three of us are <laughs> mortified by that conversation by the way because we never entertained the concept that Trump would win throughout the entire conversation. Yeah. So we're all just like It's like cringy that we so were like, cringy. <laughs> we're like so cringy. Oh, that would be so fucked up. Like that, <laughs> that was our entire vibe the whole episode. Right. No, I understand. I was performing the night before and was like, we were, we're about wasted. to win. Yeah, we yeah. were wasted. They were like, here's five hundred Hillaritas. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I named the drink. Hillar I mean it was a oh and I mean, they were like took the Hillaritas and just away. dumped we like, them. Yep. People were mm, 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 wow. mm, really bad night. Really bad night. Yeah. Really bad night. But you know, but I started in the middle. I was like Ivanka. You know, like I just tried to start, and I try to. I try. It's hard now because yeah. it's getting worse. It's hard it's to clear. wear those Ivanka Trump pumps. Yeah, nowadays. well, they've clear. proven themselves. Yeah, they've proven clear. themselves um, complete and utter fucking criminals. Every single one of them. And I also yeah. do think, even though there are, it, there is regression and there's a full culture war and it sucks and it's awful. I definitely didn't like with Julie. I didn't think. I know that ignorant people elected him, but I felt like um, smart people um, just were asleep at the wheel. Inform us. Give us like a <laughs> yeah. Give us well, news desk vibe. Yes. Like the new the newest because you whoever is from here is gonna come over and join our fourteen listeners. Um, <laughs> oh my god, sad. The most recent episode <laughs> is very like Patreon-y and not necessarily like there is a 
bit of politics in it and it's like super good but i don't know that anyone will get to it because i'll be like i'm turning this off you just have to fast um, forward to 30 so basically you know how don don jr had that meeting during the election in the trump tower yes it was like about the magnitsky act it was about adoption that's what that they said it was about adoption i recall okay. this so then adoption turned, in what sense so like, well it was like russian adoption they met with russians okay and you can't be they said for a hundred times we didn't meet with any foreign entities we didn't meet with any foreign governments then it turned into we didn't meet with russia then there was nine russian meetings <laughs> yeah the main one being this one in trump tower with jared kushner who's ivanka's Kush. husband yeah and then don jr who's donald trump's son and they were in the campaign. They were running the campaign. And they were meeting with like four Russian like lawyers and like oligarchs basically. Right. And so they kept saying it was about adoption. Like they they were told. <laughs> what that, a random cover. Because like, Don Jr. was dying to go to a meeting about a Russian to adoption. To adopt a Russian child. Yes. Oh, is that the alarm, Elizabeth? No, keep going. Okay. No, I wanted to, pu- I'm pulling up something that I saw this like Instagram thing about Ivanka that I wanted to get uh-huh. your t- hot take so, on it. So they, um, because um the we have stopped russian adoption so and that's not good for russia because they want to put their fucking spies over here or whatever yeah, so they want red sparrow coming babies. over here yeah. yeah they want red sparrow little coming over babies. being like now that i'm 13 i'm going to <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm going to infiltrate the government like that's shit's you real you guys should listen to their podcast if only to just hear their amazing russian reenactments yeah, that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, Julie so no Melania. more spy babies. <laughs> so yeah, so they we stopped adoption. So basically, they went to John Jr. They said, "We got some dirt on Hillary. Let's do this meeting." And then he and this these emails are all out. They're all on Twitter. He tweeted himself. He's like, "Yes, if it's what you say, I'm down. Let's do the meeting." They go into the meeting, and then later they're like, "Ugh, we didn't get any dirt on Hillary. It was a nothing burger, and it was all about Russian adoption." Well, the 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 Russian adoption thing is called the Magnitsky Act. And that isn't about adoption. It's basically a, an act that was created when Obama was president. It was passed unanimously in Congress. Unanimously. That's so rare. Like, yeah. they just don't do that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like Democrats, they all hate each other. They pass it unanimously. It was about this accountant who, uh, an American financer, he had a, hired a lawyer. Um, he was investing in Russia and he, he was noticing weird shit with his money. He hired a lawyer to look into it. He found a $230 million fraud um, with Putin and the and like the Kremlin, and this guy's name Sergei Magnitsky. They fucking imprisoned him and tortured him for a year and killed him. And the American, his name is Bill Browder. He's now horrified. He's horrified. He's like, I got that guy fucking tortured and yeah. killed for a year, and so he goes and gets John McCain who, to get this bill put to Congress, which was passed unanimously in Obama, where it's like anybody affiliated with that torture and killing and any motherfucking Russians up in our shit with your shady money and in our banks, you're done. You're block cupcake. Yeah. And they passed it. <laughs> I'm obsessed with getting all my information from both of you. It's so all they, I need. So my now new favorite reality Putin show. You can't take it because Cause his, money his money is in Canada and America and or so but the Magnitsky has is American Canada. So but he's got money everywhere all over the world. But his he has a lot of money here and it's he can't get to it now. And, it passed and in that's Canada why the too. sanctions oh. that's why they want the sanctions lifted. And that's they, why they had the meeting. Right. To say <gasps> if we get so you to become president Trump to do that. Yes. Wow. If we get you to become president, you lift the sanctions, I get my money back and now we can rule the world. <gasps> but guess what? What? He no matter who the president is, you can't reverse something that Congress passed right. unanimously. So he's just so who's the so, so they got him president, but now they're fucked and yeah. now they're pissed. Yeah, 
And they're fucked because everyone now in America is cluing into the fact that like they manipulated the election. Yeah. And we and, already and, have like an inlaid fear of Russia from the Cold War. Yeah, exactly. yeah, well, from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. 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 Right, because they're shady. <laughs> Do you remember that from, episode? From yes. Anastasia, the yeah, musical. Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> what does a girl do in this cast? I mean, yes. Yeah. Like, Heart come on. Don't fail I've seen me it. now. <laughs> it's beautiful here. Beautiful. Rasputin, beware. Oh, but what about yeah. its mama? <laughs> um, <laughs> We've been to Russia, by the way, usually. I've heard it's beautiful. It's high. Yeah. <laughs> it's high. It's like, a, I mean, it's it could be, that's it's so sad because Russia could be cool. Yeah. It really could be. Yeah, but when everyone's not free and everyone's sad. Exactly. Yeah, sad. And they are sad. They and I us. asked, and I we asked the, yeah. the tourist lady, because I was like, because we went into this food, weird food market, and I was like, this is, was it a rate market? We went on a subway, and too. We were scared. It was like taken. Whoa. People were... <laughs> It was we- very weird. Yeah. And she said, like, no, there's no rapping here. That's from the caucuses. But people may not look happy. They just are depressed, but they are happy inside. She told the whole They bus. don't let it out here. <laughs> she told we the whole keep bus, excuse the look on everyone's face. Yeah. No. For real. What'd you guys go to Russia for? Just for, just for S and G's? Like a circuit pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julie was performing and that was the cruise she got. She's like, I'm like, when are we gonna go to Europe? Like, where are we gonna go to Tahiti? When are we gonna Fiji? She's like Got Russia. I was like, Russia? <laughs> it was a like lesbian Dead. cruise, and we, they got sent us a letter, and they were like, hey, everyone, the strip is going to be amazing. <laughs> Few things. <laughs> One, don't be gay in public. <laughs> Two, don't look gay in public. Three, don't wear anything gay in public. Four, I mean, literally, we're taking the rainbow flag down when we pull into St. Petersburg. No. Five, like, yeah, it was intense. And Julie's like, all she wanted to do was go to castles and fucking, yeah, Anastasia's fucking yeah, lair. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like this. Um, no. We're going to go on like the real Russia excursion. And she's like, what? And I, where we go on a subway? We go into a food bar. And don't be gay. I'm like, sorry. I'm like, come on, bro. Come on. Come on, mister. I mean, the whole ship, though. Yeah. You have a whole ship. Nobody else did like, that excursion. These no one women else did look that. like your fucking uncles. Like, yeah. they're not, they're not, yeah. we know what's going on and not to mention the fact that Russia can fuck off because every woman there looks like my fucking uncle too yeah. so, that's why we didn't get taken yeah Thank exactly God. I was like, where's Liam Neeson yeah, when you need I him yeah I look man. fucking Russian oh yeah. I'm yeah, P.S. I am by the way exactly. that's where the Goldmans are Turns from out. full Russian Jew I am a full Russian Jew like I'm back everybody I'm back yeah Julie kept going I'm gonna find my family's gold tea <laughs> The whole time. That's what we were really looking for. But we went to the ballet. I didn't let her go to any, like, anything. We're all the way in Russia, and all I let her do was, like, go on the subway and go to the ballet. And I was at the Russian ballet, like, this is a dream come true. But we did go to Estonia and Finland and all those places where... Sweden Sweden was the shit. Yeah. Sweden is... Stockholm is amazing. But yeah, I mean... Oh, my God, I'm dying. (laughs) Russia could be cool. I mean, it's sad. Anywhere could be cool. Right. I mean, really, it's... You know, when you travel and you see, like, God, man, this world is so big and these countries and these people and every single place could be amazing. But some fucking, you know, dictator has to take everybody's money and make everybody poor and depressed and And I mean, in Russia, it's more than just poor and depression. It's literally like you can't express yourself. You're not allowed to be... Well, it's like China. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, very bad. No free press. Yeah. And Trump loves that. He loves it. That's what he wants for here. Because... um, And lots and lots of human trafficking. Lots of human trafficking. Yeah. (sighs) Yep. I know. 
And there's nothing anyone can do about it because how can you when you don't have a voice you can't and there's no laws right. that benefit you and women are sent class citizens and being gay <laughs> is illegal and you know it's just like god damn they recently Julie on the podcast we do this thing called so there's that like you guys do like the rose and the thorn right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she does so there's that um, because she's more negative than me I guess <laughs> but um, so each week she has to find something that's good and one of the things she did was that like in Saudi Arabia I think it was Saudi Arabia oh, that's right that yeah. they're just now like allowing women, driving? women to yeah. drive oh yeah I saw and that and I'm like yeah so they can get in the car and just be like I'll go get the groceries and be like bye <laughs> see you later later bitch yeah, exactly. Yeah. Beep, beep. Get in, ladies. Yeah. We are out of here. We're driving straight away. We're going right to Jordan and having a good time. <laughs> See, but those stories give me hope because it's like yeah. it's little sprinkles of yes. what's actually happening. Like, yes. no matter what, no matter what your government is, no matter all your fucking traditions, there's nothing that can really stop the evolution of what's happening in humanity. And like, the f- the feminine will fucking take over. Yeah, it's going. Ha- yeah. It's happening. Yeah. It's like it's been talked about spiritually. It's been talked about astrologically. Like there's nothing that can hold that back. Yeah, but it's such a fucked up bummer when you go to a place that like really isn't getting hit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or it's it is. Slow. Yeah, you're like oh, okay. Yeah, but then when you see that, I mean, I was moved by that. We like really seeing those excited. women dr- yeah. just driving. Yeah, like is because that's powerful. where it starts that's why they weren't allowed right because that gives you freedom but that's also yeah. what's interesting about russia is like that's where pussy riot came from they were yes. like the yes. first they yeah. were even they're still instrumental doing it. in like our awakening right. of what's going on in the world yeah. so maybe sometimes it does take the oppression to really get like the greatest things. yeah that's true in a weird I way see that. In, like, a, i would to make it positive yeah if i have to right and you just with russia like they just their stronghold on it is crazy like here you have the at least we had like just let's say the civil rights movement like it happened and it created the change right and in russia it's like that motherfucker has things on lockdown so hard that making a change is you get murdered yeah, yeah you just get murdered did you see icarus no. Okay, that really showed me the depths of the control of the mm. government in Russia. Mm. Because he just, it's, he's a filmmaker, and he just tried to make tried to make a documentary about like juicing in the Tour de France. That's like, yeah. that's all he wanted to make his documentary about. Where he was like, "I'm gonna do the exact <laughs> protocol that Lance Armstrong did." I love. I'm gonna. We see. love the Tour de France too. It's why it's like, really fun. And like, did you know? It. Did you know that I just did? I didn't. I didn't. Did you? I I just found out the Tour de France is only men. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that, and just recently now Julie hates it. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean that is so much up. for the rising but feminine. However, <laughs> that, that in the last Tour de France, a team of women did it, and they did it on their own, and they did it without actually like like entering or whatever. They just did it. Yeah, and they were like, "Fuck you guys, we're in this race too." Yeah, and they did it. So well, I, I, I think that's going to change too. Okay, so the doc, like, he just goes to try to. Be like, I'm going to win the Tour de France. Live the Tour de France And then what he uncovers accidentally, which completely takes a hard rate in his documentary, because he just like... That's I the love of that in docu- the I love an accidental <laughs> yeah, me too. team shift. Me too. My favorite. Me too. They go seeking one thing, and then they realize that they've been like sniffing around, and then but actually they were onto something with the wrong thing. Yeah. so beautiful. What a beautiful like artistic divine intervention. Yeah, so great. So he fi- he realizes that the people giving the steroids is actually all controlled by the Russian government, and they're like in full control. Like it's insane. You have to watch it. Like that they 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 illegal. They made it illegal to do it but the people that were doing it were working for Putin like of course he makes laws against himself to protect himself right. but actually he's the one like doing creating it. the thing he's yeah. such that's a, like, what's so wild they got banned from the Olympics <sighs> yeah, yeah. And, well because of this Ugh. 
They're so they're so that's awful what he does. And, gross. and it's one. Isn't it crazy to think it's one person? Yeah. And he somehow managed to get all the money and then control all the other people. Because if of anything, money. it's inspiring. Yeah. Really, if you yeah. want to look at the rose of it, it's He's like, like oh. the Chris Jenner of the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But exactly. do you think that's going to be the thing that really takes Trump down? Because we were we just on the show that you were on a Dynasty typewriter, yes. which is going to air bef- this week. This, I think it's it's going to be that one and this one. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're the actually, last episode. That's yeah, what the, in the last episode. Yeah. Sorry, Thank you. my brain. <laughs> Pro tip. Um, <laughs> She talked about uh, the fact, I don't think she necessarily talked about this. Did she talk about this in the interview or was it beforehand that she looked at Trump's chart and that he, in June of 2019, something something. fucked up happens. She's like, he's like, he's has this kind of like divine protection around him. She's like, when the election was happening, I looked at his chart. I knew he was going to win because it's like he was poised to make this like sort of jump into the stratosphere and then it comes back around and that's when he like something gets fucked up mm. so i'm just kind of wondering like with your what you're watching and like the more grounded yeah. aspect of things do you think that's going to be the Since thing you guys are or? paying attention well we interviewed um the lawyer who's representing like the head defense lawyer represents buzzfeed okay um, in the christopher Steele, like in the dossier case you know the dossier with the pissing on the bed no yes. there's like the i don't know about this so there was a dossier that that nobody really knows who whether what's it was a like, dossier like a folder of things yeah it's a, it's a it's, trapper keeper <laughs> filled with notes it's a french trapper keeper yeah. <laughs> okay so like um this is a, a it was happened during the election it was like nobody knows if it was ted cruz or the like the mercers nobody knows what Ew, super he's pack. the most disgusting man <laughs> on earth talk about a face i'd like to piss on <laughs> that's right <laughs> That's right. He'd like it. I know he would. I mean, we I wouldn't want so to do it if he liked it. We had to edit our podcast. We were like, can we edit around that? We can't call him that. We can't call him that. <laughs> it's just a full silent. That is, um, <laughs> yeah. That says something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. It was. It's really yeah. gross. So um, they don't know if it was him or who's what super PAC paid to initially start this research in Russia. What was Trump's financial ties to Russia? And this was all during the election. So this this British spy named Christopher Steele went to um, Russia and he was compiling all this information. It's basically like just a set of memos okay. in a Trapper Keeper mm-hmm. entitled The Dossier. Okay. So I know what it, I kind of know what it is, but okay. I just like, okay. can yeah. explain to me? So now um, basically no one, it came back, it, it made it into the hands of like the Clinton campaign, I guess because they're um, like the biggest fuck ups on the planet or missed <laughs> the field goal. I don't know, but they didn't do anything with it. It's not only the most oh, salacious God. shit is that he was, has Russian hookers in a hotel room and he, and it was a room Obama had stayed in and he had them piss on the bed. <gasps> but that's the salacious part. The rest of it is all financial and yeah. it is all shady. It's tons of investments here for buildings that were never built. Mm-hmm. Ribbon cuttings like here's going to be Trump Tower Moscow. Nothing never built. built. Never built. Yep. Embezzlement and yep. laundering. The shade. And the so shade. Then but the, for what? Like what? what is it all for? Well back then it was so that he could make money. This was before he was you know or even running it was his investigating his financial ties to russia and okay. what kind of because if he's blackmailable then he's blackmailable well if you know? they're gonna pay let's say he does an investment or somebody there invests 10 million dollars in a building that right. never gets made yeah. he gets 10 million dollars and they get to put some you know that there's laundering of something. money some somehow yeah. we don't know okay. what exactly but like he's if the building isn't being built the money's being paid and for nobody something. nobody was loaning him money yeah, here. That's so, what I'm saying. He was getting hundreds of millions of like, loans yeah, from them. Nobody right. was loaning him money here. Motherfucker had like, done 30 bankruptcies. Yep. And they were giving him crazy loans. Yep. So basically, yeah. the Clinton campaign did nothing with the dossier. And then the election happens. And literally like a week later, 
BuzzFeed is like, we're going to post this shit. Like, everybody, Obama saw it. Uh, CNN, everyone saw it. Obama, everyone knew about it before the election and nobody said anything. Sure. And then a lot of people went to Obama and were like, what was the deal? Did you help us, dad? Yeah. Did yeah. You, why didn't you say anything? You knew about the dossier. You never said a word. You knew about Russian interference because because, you know, they weren't yeah. interfering with Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that was the whole thing of why Bernie like I mean, also, he you know, yeah. he had like a lot of great messaging. But um, the whole directive from Russia was only Bernie and Trump is who you don't mess with. Everyone else gets like trolled. And why Bernie no messing with? Because they did not want Hillary Clinton to win. Okay. Anything they wanted Bernie Sanders to be the candidate. They didn't want Hillary Clinton to even be to beat him. And he, and and I mean, he almost beat her like yep. so close. That's yep. how good their trolling was, you yep. know. So um, because he's Jewish and like that's just like kind of <laughs> weird, no? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just was never. He was never going to be president. So even no. though he's great and he's great at what he does and where he is now, but yeah. he, you know, he just wasn't. And the fact that he got no. that close. And so basically, a lot of people went to Obama and were like, like, because Obama, I don't think likes Hillary Clinton. I mean, in the no. One hundred percent. Of course not. No. She's part of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like this. You threw shade. You knew they were interfering, and you let. And people ask Bernie Sanders about this. Like, what do you think about Obama? Like, never saying anything, knowing the Russians are throwing shade at her, and not at you. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just think Obama. I Obama had to do what he had to do. Yeah. You know what am I supposed to do about it? Obama said he didn't want to look biased. That was his official oh, that's answer. Right. So he didn't want to look oh. biased. So. We were we were doing our own campaign. So you basically, know. they didn't do anything with the dossier. BuzzFeed printed it, and it, and BuzzFeed is now getting sued <gasps> by Trump. No, by um, another person named in the because these people um, are going to get killed. Like people, you know, he didn't. This guy Christopher Steele, he didn't want his sources names revealed because now you're getting poisoned from a poisoned right. doorknob. I mean, you the Russians I mean? are gonna they're, kill. yeah, they're, they'll kill anybody. Yeah. It's so sad. The, the bottom line is that. Um, we interviewed the defense lawyer. He went and talked to Christopher Steele, who made the whole dossier. The dossier is like blew up the spot. And this defense lawyer, and he's huge, and he's like, I mean, huge. He said, there's no way he can get impeached. Right. Um, we love you guys so much. Thanks, thanks for having for us. on the show. Let our listeners know where they can find you. You, the podcast is called Dumb Gay Politics. It's, I guess, anywhere you get your podcast. Yeah, iTunes or whatever. Yeah. And, you guys uh, don't know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know where people get for podcasts. Yeah. You can also go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics if you're interested in the more shit talking uh, hour. Is that what your Patreon is? Yeah. Pretty much. Oh, no politics. Living. <laughs> hardcore. No really? Politics, you hide no out ends. with your truth on Patreon? Oh, oh we go beyond. in. <laughs> we had to one time do a full bleep. I might subscribe to your Patreon. <laughs> I mean, we like, we had to make Julie go in. We don't edit that. We, yeah. we don't do anything. We don't talk about Does politics. your $2 tier include all the dirty dirt? The $1 tier. <gasps> $1 yes. tier. Yes. Julie had to go in and like bleep like someone's name. I was like, I think maybe we should go back and bleep his name. Lee out. Weinberg? Yeah. No, I'll say his name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll say his name just fine. There's no shade like the shade you no. throw at your own goddamn family. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. I mean, at this point, like, what do we have to lose anymore, really? No, that's the thing. You're not you know? helping anyone by protecting people who are part of the problem. You're right. You're yep. absolutely right. And we can right. have compassion and we can have empathy and we don't yes. necessarily have to make it personal. But if it's right. really bringing something up, like we have to talk about it. I think it's OK. Also, just one last thing I would say is it's I think it's OK to like be a shit talker or to use humor. And even if it feels rough or raw, like 
Like you're you're not gonna be murdered by it. You're not yeah. gonna be killed by it. You're not gonna die. You're not gonna it's like sticks and stones. Yeah, yeah well, sticks. Like you're not. You're really not. And it might hurt something. Listen, I hear things. We all hear things that hurt our feelings or whatever. But learning to cope with those feelings for your own self and take responsibility for that for you is the lesson. The lesson isn't I need a safe space or you're triggering me. The lesson is deal with your own self. <laughs> Anyway, I love how angry you are. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> All right, we love you guys so much. Thanks for Thank doing the show. Thank you for having us, guys. Thank you. you. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde. All right. All right. Well, that was very informative. Did you love it? And hilarious. I'm fucking dead for this the Mooch story. I celebrity sighting. If I, anyone, could I just ever. love the like. It inspired me to have balls. Like when I next time I see someone that I like want to interview on the podcast or whatever instead yeah. of being like oh I'll find another way just to fucking brazenly gonna, walk up to them Alex Benayan it dude I'm gonna Alex Benayan I'm gonna Julie <laughs> Goldman that shit and I'm just gonna be like hey I like you <laughs> Stephanie Simbari perfect let me interview you I love it and I'll just give a firm handshake and deep eye contact and they won't be able to reject oh yeah okay put that in the your Scorpio Misty <laughs> Okay, so we had some fun listener questions um, via Instagram that we thought we would uh, trailblaze through. Sure. Okay. Easy one. Elizabeth, I'll ask it. Let's do it like that. I'll ask you the question in the voice of a listener. Okay. But it'll just be my voice. Okay. (laughs) Perfect. Elizabeth. Yeah. Hi, I'm a listener of your podcast. Oh, hi. I saw that on Instagram, you're always using a cute filter. What is that? Sure. That's called Huji. H-U-J-I. Uh-huh. Check it out. And you just download it from the app store? Yeah, but here's what I'm looking for that I have yet to find. I'm mm. looking for a similar app that mm-hmm. has like that similar um, like photo edit vibe, yeah. but I can upload a photo into that and then play around with it. And don't tell me Photoshop. No, there is um, there is an app that I was Lomograph. using for a while that's called... Uh, but I, I stopped subscribing to the payment product. Oh, so yeah. I'm looking use. for a free app. But the one and, that's really good is Visco. V-S-C-O. Right. But yeah. when you don't pay for it, you only get like four filters. Right. I like Line Camera. It's free and it's fab. So then are you still looking for it? Yeah. A better one. I'm looking for others. Okay. So call to action. Please let me know. What's your favorite <laughs> photo editing app? Call to action. Okay. So another great question yeah. we got was wellness travel tips. Okay. I have a couple for this, as I'm sure you do too. Okay. But my first thing is uh, I'm deathly fearful of the tin can uh, germ cesspool that is an airplane. Yeah. It's the the wet cough airplane situation (gasps) is fucked up. And like it gives me the heebie-jeebies every time I'm in a plane. So before I know I'm going on a trip, I take lipospheric vitamin C once a day for like the full seven days before I go on the trip then I take it on the trip then I also bring like a scarf to tie around my face when I'm on the plane (laughs) okay okay and then so that's the health stuff of it all obviously drinking a lot of water helps but this is the other part which is that I have like super duper packing anxiety I never pack the right amount of stuff I feel like it's either like too little or too much and just all the wrong stuff so lay everything out Take your time. Don't wait to the last 12 hours to pack your fucking bag like I've been doing for the first 32 (laughs) years of my life. Just know you're going on the trip and take your time. Think about it. Like, 
set yourself up for success and not anxiety. Might I also add to that in the setting yourself up for success? And this is something that I started doing when I was traveling during retrogrades was always like leaving an extra half hour early or like Mm. giving myself way more time than I needed. And there's nothing more stressful than when you're all when you've been dilly dallying at home and then all of a sudden you're like late to the airport. It just I've had that happen too many times. Give yourself so much time. One more thing, and then we'll move on from this one. Don't eat on the airplane. I stopped eating on airplanes, I think, because you told me that from Anthony Bourdain. Did you tell me that? No, it was this doctor that I went to Israel with who said not to eat on planes. I swear to God, I haven't eaten on a plane in like a year, and then I did recently, I don't know, because I forgot to eat before I got on the plane. Eat before you get on the plane, so you don't have to do that. Mm -hmm. And then... My stomach, because I used to always think, oh, when you travel, that's what messes up your stomach. But it's not. It's what when you eat on the plane, then your stomach is fucked up when you get to your destination. So if if you could like have something light in the airport before do that, because otherwise you'll end up like with constipation for like a couple of days when you get to your destination. It has nothing to do with your new destination. It has to do with the fact that you ate on the airplane because I did a, a self study. I respect And it that. was fucked up. OK. Those so, are good hacks. And I'll say it, care of vitamins. Yeah. Great, packable, fabulous. Totally, totally. Love them for that. Yeah, I was going to say, if you don't have that, find like cute things to pack your vitamins in, tiny shampoos, like make it cute, make it fun. Make it cute. Otherwise your anxiety will and take over. And always do an edit, a final edit. I take out five things. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I feel like it's always like, oh, I'll take out my bathing suit. And then that's the one thing I end right. up needing. But maybe take out a t-shirt. You don't need seven t-shirts. Exactly. And also, like, I'm such a product person, obviously, as you are, too. Like, I always just take the stuff out. If I need to head up a drugstore, mm. then I can do that. I'm sure. not going anywhere without a CVS. Right. Um, okay. What is the best way to deal with a competitive friend? Ooh. Okay. So. Falcon? Falcon. <clears throat> F- flying in. Flying in. So, I guess... My 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 question to the question would be, have you ever let this person know that you feel like they're being competitive? If not, then my first suggestion would be to say to gently and directly broach the feeling that you have, such as, hey, Elizabeth. Hey, bo- hey, what? <laughs> I'm so- my guys, I've- I have cramps right now. I'm going to be real, real. Okay. Hey, what? Cramps in your brain. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, hey, Elizabeth, I feel like every time that this doesn't happen, by the way, right. this is not our relationship. That's why I can <laughs> just to clarify this. This is why we can just act it out. Yeah. I feel like every time that I get something or accomplish something, you have to one up me and make it about something that you've gotten. Is there something going on where you feel like I don't appreciate your accomplishments? Do you do you need me to like celebrate Ooh, you more? That's really good. You make it like a positive actionable. Yeah. And then if they aren't receptive or they're defensive, then that says a lot about the person that they are. And then I would say maybe reanalyze if this is someone that you can actually be super close with because they're are so many friends that will just celebrate you like from my like almost all my friends are actors or comedians or my partner so it's like 
all, I don't have any competition with any of those people. And that's because everyone knows that, that, like you said, there's like enough for everyone and that everyone is unique and it's okay to do the same thing without wanting what someone else has. Yeah, and also understand that as triggering as it may be to feel like a competitive, like like if someone in your circles, like competitive, that's completely their stuff. But I was it's funny you said that because I was also going to say, be really fucking honest about yourself too and ask are you projecting any of that because you're mm. competitive mm. so self-analysis it takes two to tango and maybe when you say that to your friend they'll be like it's so funny because i feel like you're like that right and then I you think, guys can but both i love be like, the no, idea we love each other of hitting it head on yeah it's like there's not like there's gonna if anything just there'll be like 90 seconds of awkwardness and hopefully we'll just make you guys tighter from like the honesty always worth it to have the tough conversation because otherwise there's going to be like weird stuff lingering forever i feel like i want to go to the period hacks question considering it's well let's go to both let's just do one more okay great okay what's your favorite facial mist okay so right now i just love a facial mist me too i have like 50 coco kind rose water (laughs) and true botanicals nutrient mint are my two current faves nutrient mint mist oh i was like "Mm, ooh, i like that um and keep one in the fridge because it's she hot outside Mm -hmm. and uh all your dreams will be fulfilled and i just put the 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 tc bears I think that's the name the the witch hazel the rose one I just put that in a spray bottle and like mm-hmm. hack yeah it's good because I I mean it's cool with the pad and the thing but it's a two-step process when you could really just miss it yeah you know me I can't do witch hazel yeah but but some of us out there some of for those of you out there who are living your best and able to do that okay let's godspeed do one more and then we'll save the rest for later okay so most efficient period hacks. So Stephanie and I both have worked. <laughs> Actually, I have uterus. none. No. <laughs> no, at this very moment, no. Um, Erica Chitty Cohen, great episode we did with her at the beginning of the year called Period Peace. Um, Stephanie and I have both worked with her um, separately. And she gave me a together to sink our periods. Hey now, actually, you're fucking ahead of me now, and it's fucking up my life. Full moon period. I'm moving. What does it mean? know mine's traversing the cycle interesting it's fucking weird maybe you're moving to new moon yeah maybe wow Ugh. Stop. that means i'm gonna pop out a baby maybe i mean when who's gonna give it to me <laughs> <laughs> okay so the this was weird and i know i've talked about some trauma that i've had with this previously but switching to the cup has really helped my debilitating cramps really because you're you're not um for lack of a better word, contracting as much with the cup. So you're... You mean you're letting it flow? You're letting it flow more. So when you have a tampon and you're you're likely to have more cramps or your cramps are likely to be more intense because you're cons- your inner wall is constraining more. Ew. Hi. Ugh. Am I a doctor or what? I mean, <laughs> with the um, hand motions you just did, also, I felt like it. Also, I had literally never done this until this past year, but moving my body on the first day of my period, even though all signs are pointing to don't do that, doing that has helped my cramps so much. That's so funny because my period hack was the exact opposite where I was like, <laughs> don't do anything. Yeah. Like, I used to push through the pain and just be like I have to work out I'm like so intense and after Alyssa Vitti told us that you don't have to work out on right. your period I was like it's not a workout right well like for instance like walk. go on a gentle walk do like a ballet stretch class sure. if you can muster it like yeah. doing something yeah. versus where like the first you know I've had my period since I was 11 years old up until I was 32 I'd literally never moved because my body was 
in pain and it right. was a game changer of just like letting myself so moving through that also raspberry leaf tea which they actually carry at um thrive market mm. stock up on that that's great she recommended using two bags like make it really like a heavy brew and i've been doing an iced tea of that mm. really helps and also crying oh well, I do that 400 <laughs> days a year, so. <laughs> um, that helps, too. Let it out. So, speaking of women's stuff, mm-hmm. we have one more little piece to the puzzle here today. Uh, our friend, Kasha Conway, who was also on the Dynasty Typewriter show. Did the dopest mix of our theme song. It reminded me of, like, a Peaches, like, no, DJ. Like it was. It's DeAngewood. It was amazing. I was, like, fucking obsessed with this. You and I were dancing so hard at, to it backstage that we... When we came on stage, we were out of, out of breath. breath. <laughs> um, but so she, uh, I've known her for a few years. I opened for her when she was had a residency at the Satellite. And she's just such an incredible performer, such a powerhouse, such a strong voice. And she took some time from the music, the music industry, which I think we'll hear a little bit about. And then she came out at the same time with two things, a song called Woman and an app called The Woman Project, which celebrates diversity in women and also donates to charities. It's really fucking cool. So without further ado, let's welcome Kasha Conway and then we'll play out to her song. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, also, so we'll just say before we go, since you won't catch us again until yeah. the next episode, uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. We adore you so much. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed this fun little educational bonus episode of That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Simbari. Namaste listening. Bye. Cut to the interview. I was doing a residency for... At uh, the satellite. Yeah, at the mm-hmm. satellite for shows I was doing, and I was really wanting funny women to come up, so I just kind of put this call out to everybody I know, and... Stephanie came. I was there. Yeah. You were amazing. I saw you perform and was blown away. You're so incredibly talented. So can you tell us about what's been going on? I can. Okay. Um, Since meeting you, Mm -hmm. I was also um, on a major label at that time, which was Columbia, and now I'm not on that label. Um, And I'm really excited because I can finally release independent music that I own, that I'm in charge of. Wrote a song um, called Woman, which is going to be the lead single on my new um, material. And not only have I kind of felt like I've had to kind of reboot myself, I'm looking around at the world and there is just (laughs) so much mess, so much rebooting, so much beauty, so much hatred, so much all of it. Um, The song kind of inspired me to do more than just music. I mean, I've always been a musician. It's the love of my life. I'm its slave, like, we're not breaking up, ever. <laughs> it's abusive, no, it's not. But um, <laughs> but um, there's just so much more than that, and I feel like artists are increasingly being accepted, accepted for doing more than just one thing. Like, a lot of us are hybrids, we all have multiple talents, whatever. Um, my talent also is concern, and I feel like um, the song Woman... Concern for the world. Concern for the world. Sure. And, um, you know... <laughs> I think we're all a little bit in that space. Progression and um, evolution, you know. So anyway, the song Woman is a anthem just celebrating all of the universal qualities that I feel like all women have. Um, it's not a diss on men. It's a just total celebration of beautiful adjectives I feel like represent us. So as I kind of started thinking about putting my music out for the first time, it was a really big deal. I haven't put it out in a long time, blah, 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 me, me, me. I was like, I'm really tired of me. I started doing the artwork, which is me for woman and Conway and blah. And I was like, this is kind of, 
not the point. <laughs> and, um, you know, in the music industry and entertainment, it's really me, me, me. So, no, what? what? It's no, it's not. I love myself. <laughs> but, uh, so I thought I had this, you know, face, my face staring back at me with the word woman over it. And I was like, oh, God, I'm so tired of my face. Like, what if this was every woman's face? And the idea just kind of overwhelmed me you know how many women could I put here with the word woman over them oh my god oh my god it's amazing like I could just see walls covered with these photos and it inspired this project called the woman project um basically which will be an app that I've designed um you will be able to take a photo of yourself in a formatted selfie the word woman will automatically appear over your uh face not over your face but under your face it will be available in one of 50 languages, so you can choose woman translated in 50 languages. Ooh. <laughs> she got really excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> Lit up. Yeah. Um, there will also on this app, so that, you know, photo, if that's all you want to do, that will be aggregated to um, the Woman Project Exhibition Instagram. And that hopefully will become an ongoing scroll of just beautiful women's faces, diversity, representation, not just me. Um, everyone hopefully with the hashtag uh woman project and i'm hoping that that will just be one little creative thing that i can do to talk about representation to make something that's free and accessible that literally will be up to the algorithm to decide who gets put next to who like oprah if you want to do it you can do it and then like whoever works for oprah you can do it and like maybe you two would end up right next to each other and that would be amazing because fuck classism so <laughs> secondly um on that note as far as giving back and because i am a musician and i need to you know get my music out there there's a tab where you can listen to this song that inspired the app which is called woman you can stream it you can listen to it apple music spotify whatever you like to do you cannot stream it and not like it i don't care i mean i care but that's not the point um Whatever streams I get, whatever money I get, I'm giving 20% to Planned Parenthood because that's my organization of choice because it serves over 5 million people globally per year um, for reproductive and sexual health care, which none of us have. And then there's a donate tab if you're like, oh, Planned Parenthood's not my thing and you want to donate more than just whatever I make off of a stream, which is not that much PS. <laughs> um, you can, and you can choose one of several organizations I have up there. That's awesome. It's beautiful. So that's the Woman Project. Sorry, it's long-winded. No, it wasn't. You really breezed through that. It's perfectly winded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can see it on the app. It'll be very self-explanatory. Now, what about as, like, music consumers? Yeah. I've been, a like, a long-time Spotify user, but I am mm -hmm. so painfully aware of how it can help a for an independent musician for instance like my friends magic giant like mm -hmm. did so well streaming and then in turn were able to go out on tour right. and it really that was really the catalyst was their streaming numbers mm -hmm. but when you look at the numbers of profit it's so like their number one streaming song i remember two years ago made like nothing spotify's yeah and it just is so mind-boggling the shift in the industry like what can we do other than like seeing live shows buy albums yeah um going on podcasts great way to support someone like any way that you can give an artist um more range with their message these days that's a huge support like put people on do that favor you know if you're a real friend and a supporter email that person back don't look at them as somebody trying to get something from you right. they're just really trying to uh get a leg for their art you know like whenever i'm asking people to help me with the woman project or listen to the song i'm not asking for you to tell me good job or like buy my 
mixtape and my t-shirt like I just want a greater audience to decide for themselves if they would like to hear this or not I love that great and we're gonna let our audience decide for themselves which uh we're gonna play your new song oh my God. and so tell us TSR exclusive before Seriously. we cut to the track yeah did you like when I yeah. very lingo <laughs> wow we're really heavy here straight radio oh show now um, so tell us again where we can find the app Okay. And you? My handle is Conway Music. For the Woman Project, the Instagram exhibit will be at Woman Project Exhibit. You really only need to start typing Woman Project and it'll just pop up. And the hashtag is Woman Project. Not the Woman Project, but just hashtag Woman Project. W-O-M-A-N. W-O-M-A-N for now. I mean, we can spell it all kinds of ways we want to, but I just need this to be findable, guys. So that's that's all we I'm saying. We get that. Um, and as far as the app goes, it will be available everywhere apps are available. Okay. Um, I'm getting the final approval on the first, so it's very exciting. Love you. Love you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And this is Woman by Kasha Conway. Namaste listening. Heart of gold, window in my soul, bright as sun, loyal to the bone, master there's only one thing you should know Voice of life, power to behold Feel it all, let my body go Never hold back, nature is to know And I'm proud to let it show
We want to thank Skinny Dipped, our favorite chocolate-covered almond that's reinvented for helping support today's show. And don't forget to visit SkinnyDip.com and use promo code SoRetro for 20% off this delicious treat. Yes, that's a retrograde!